So yeah, the uh So where are we at? We took a break. So yeah, um, the kid got out of um got out of LSU. Going to yeah, the wait, uh, wait, no, the working for the yeah, working for the lawyer and then Yeah, so She's uh taking care of herself. Moved on to the graphics program, uh at vocational program and at in North Baton Rouge, um, which was uh quite the class. Um I ended up buying Valiums from a kid that was still in high school. Uh, so I bought Valiums from him. Half the kids were sleeping in class. Uh, there You're was self included. No, I did not sleep in class. Oh. There was a gentleman that was um, older but had some um, learning disabilities and had seizures. He was in the class. But it was like Photoshop had just come out. And... Um, during this time, Ned and I from the Kenmores, um, ex-Kenmores, uh, Michael Charleville, a.k.a. Ned, um, Ned and I started booking shows. It was mostly Ned. I would help him promote um, flyers, uh, library, bayou, some shows at the moon, um, so Run, this, it was yeah. This is lo-fi. This is this is this is like going to Kinkos and printing out flyers. Yes, this is uh, you know quarter page uh, templates and things like that. Um, and this was more. We, we booked a lot of Deep Elm bands. Um, you know, uh, we booked Death Cab for Cutie at the Moon, and there were about ten people there. <laughs> And uh, just a lot of deep elm bands. Uh, so I think Josh Polk was living on uh, Vice President uh, off of, um, oh, kind of Shenandoah off, off, off in that area. Yeah, I know that is. Um, we had some shows there. Um, you know, just. Uh, but this is pre, like, Facebook. This is pre Instagram. Yes, this, this is, is pre social pre, pre media. MySpace. Yeah, pre MySpace. I don't. Yeah, like Ned. Ned did a good job, and Ned has a a like documented. Like he has a flyer, and he would always take a photo with the band after the show. And so, like he has a lot of documented. That's crazy. Um, you know stuff, but um, so the way you guys were going about this was not not digital internet. This is, no, it no, was. Let's go and say it was like. Mail Mid outs. to late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was phone calls. It was at, Ned did more of the booking um, at the time, so I wasn't too heavily involved in that. Um, so, but he's calling. Ned's calling people. Yeah, and like I think he's... you know a lot of it was, you know, the Kenmore's had some smaller tours, I guess, and so Sending tapes. Yeah, and I mean at the time, like you know, Deep Elm had a lot of bands in Texas, so it wasn't too far away. Um, so this at kind of at this point. Um, I guess a lot of the original emo music started to come into play. Yeah. Um, Revelation Records. Yeah. Right. Um, a lot of that started coming in, and it and it wasn't, you know, I mean, emo kind of stemmed from, like, the punk rockers, you know, just kind of being, you know. 
slow it down a little bit. Slowing it down and, and just kind of taking a break from, you know, being political. And then, yeah. you know, um, it, you know, not emo the fashion statement and all the shit that came out of that. But, you know, mineral. Um, Texas is the reason. Texas is the reason. Jimmy like a World. lot of that stuff. You know, sunny day real estate, you, you know, a lot. But Deep Elm was more of emo type bands. So we booked, there was a band called Branston that I really loved. Yeah. Um, we booked them several times. Um, we did, we had some bigger shows. Um, you know, again, Ned just did, I, I was kind of just along for the ride. But <laughs> the graphics program at Baton Rouge, I mean, you know, we had to pick a project. So I kind of like made a small zine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and was really just like talking about upcoming shows it wasn't just running dog production shows it was just other shows and things Mm -hmm. going on and um check this band out yeah and just you know um i mean it was probably i was probably breaking a shit ton of copyright stuff um (laughs) sean showed me that the other day yeah so um we're looking at a bounce booking uh business card Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You know, so so Ned and I booked bands for a while, and then, um, you know, Ned and I were just super close friends, um, you know, but we just, we had the same friend group and stuff like that, and we liked the same music, so we were booking shows around town, and then, you know, he, uh, we just kind of got out of it, you know, he was starting a family, and, um, you know, so that phased out, but then you know shows were still going on you know driving to new orleans um you know kind of during this time you know i was talking earlier about Foberg and new orleans and you know that was huge but it was before i was going to shows so there were shows at jimmy's uh which was a cool place to play so 88 fingers louis there um actually got to watch jeff and roman get arrested while sitting in a car (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then 88 Fingers, when they were playing, they uh, dedicated a song to... Because they ended up in the New Orleans jail that night. Um, And I don't know what... They were drinking in the streets, I guess. Like, I don't know. But I think they were... were, I think they were also being assholes to the cops. (laughs) There it is. That'll get you. Who who knows at that point. So, but, you know, a lot of just, you know, shows are going on in New Orleans. Like, bigger shows. State Palace Theater, which had raves, also had, like, an upstairs... Uh, which had a bunch of shows going on there. So we, you know, I, a lot of shows back and forth from there. Um, and just, you know, kind of hanging out with my friends. I, I got a job. So through the graphics program, got a job at Channel 9. Um, the main problem with that job was I worked Monday and Tuesday. I had to be there at 3 a.m. Oh, for the morning news that started at 5 and lasted two hours. Yeah. Um, mm. I was still young, and there were many a times where the Tuesday shift, because bars weren't open on Sundays, so Monday was always good, but, yeah. you know, sometimes you, I'd go out on a Monday. And, do you remember people <laughs> from that time when you worked at uh, Not too much. Okay. Tara Landry? Camera? Uh, no. Okay. No. Um, and then, so I did the Chiron which is basically like on all the graphics and stuff and just type into a template and stuff. But yeah. I'm in the production booth, um, and that was pretty cool because I had kind of never really known what a TV production entailed, you know, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, so I did that for about a year um, and then quit that. And um, 
I never finished the graphics program, but I learned, I mean, I think I learned Photoshop one, you know, we had to like make business cards and stuff. And, um, so I guess I'm just trying to, you know, figure out, you know, what I want to do with myself. Um, I had like a small apartment off Burbank, um, after living with, you know, roommates and friends. And I was just like, all right, I want to live by myself. Uh, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm a lot better with, you know, my OCD and cleanliness these days, but, um, living with people is challenging. Uh, and so, um, got an apartment and then, um, applied for a job at Lamar advertising through like monster.com. And they didn't call me for like two months and it was for a graphic design position, but I didn't really, I mean, I went to the vocational school. I didn't have like a, you know, two year degree to show that, but, um, did you, you know, have a portfolio or anything going in? Or? Not really. All right. <laughs> um, and so kind of applied. And then two months later, they called me and was like, at, at this time, I was also reapplying at Channel 9 for an assistant art director position. And so it was kind of just between the two. Um, Channel 9 took a while to call. And so two months later, Lamar calls and they, they were like, well, it's not really a graphic designer position. It's more of a coordinator type position and I was like well that's perfect because that's up my alley um I'm just a very organized person and and you know uh so that worked into my favor because you know almost 22 years later I am still at Lamar advertising (laughs) um you know and I started out working you know uh you know this was I remember 9-11 happening and I didn't have to be at work until like nine or 10 o'clock cause it was part time and I get to work and like an AV room, you know, TV, they wheeled in the TV and we're watching and I'm like, I get to work and everybody's like crying and yeah. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and they're like, Canada. And I'm like, Oh shit. I just slept late. Uh, and you know, get, got, didn't have to be at work till nine. So of course <laughs> I'm going to sleep till the last minute and yep. get up at the last minute. So, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm working part time and, uh, still going to shows, still just hanging out. But, you know, uh, I, Josh Polk, um, there we go. was, we kind of had a meeting, you know, Josh had done some tours with the Kenmores, but, um, Baton Rouge was kind of just, um, the venues were booking bands, but then, you know, the Bayou is gone at this point. It burns down, which was very disheartening for me because mm-hmm. the bayou was, uh, that was the mecca the bayou for me was the mecca like i i came into my own at the bayou it was a pool hall it was the dirtiest dingiest dive bar it was the baton Rouge i knew CBGs. djs that played there i knew bands that played there i knew the bartenders i knew the door guys like it was just you know and then you know the library coming into play next door and it was just uh chime street was just for me at that time was was where I hung out like it was just my friend group you know sacred ground um and so Josh approaches me and uh we have another friend Sean McDaniel and um you know we kind of have a meeting at my apartment and we we talk about you know we want to start booking bands and you know some other bands are starting to come through and um you know um here's our opportunity to start networking with bands from other places so that when some of these bands go and do these small tours, 
they can have an opportunity to be like, oh, I play with that band in Baton Rouge. Okay, they're coming through. So it's just more like of a networking thing. And I'm not in a band. Like, I didn't go on a tour. So, like, you know, I'm just kind of along for the ride. So um, helping with some of the organization and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and yeah, so bounce. Knowing a lot of names, starting to meet a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So bounce booking began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, you know, it, it was just a fun time. Like, we just had a good time. We booked some bands. And Josh knew a lot of names just from, you know, doing a little bit of touring that he did and um, just through other friends and things like that. And um, it started with a, a bounce fest, I think, in, like, 2003. And it was around Josh's birthday. So we called it Bounce Fest. Um, I think the first year it was just one venue. I think it was the moon. Um, it might've been an all ages venue too. I'll have to look back. Um, Hmm. but, um, it kind of just started off as, you know, here's, here's going to be our introduction. We're going to do a bounce fest. And it was like a, a three day thing, not like a, you know, festival or anything, but just one venue will do it this night. One venue will do it this night. Another venue will do it this night. Um, and so it kind of started from there. Did you use Chance's place? Darker? We did. We used. Uh, we kind of worked with Chance on a few shows. Um, one very memorable show uh, that happened at the Moon. Um, but yeah, we would. We would. You know, the Dark Room um, and Chance had a all ages venue, and so um, that kind of gave us a different you know element to introduce some kids and stuff like that. And um, you know, even with not being at a bar, it was a lot of straight edge kids that you know. So, that that kind of worked for them. Go back a little bit. I'm sorry. Before you keep rolling on it, like the meeting you had to start bounce booking. Y'all didn't talk about like, this is what we're going to make. This is what we're going to do. The idea was behind getting bands into the Baton Rouge area, right? Yeah. Basically curating a scene. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, we had been a part. I feel like we had been a part of the scene. I mean, even with, you know, no big deal, the Kenmore's, and then you got Foursquare, Sad Idea. A lot of these bands that, you know, played at skate parks and the Clean Sheets festivals and things like that, you know. And we were going out all the time anyway to see bands. So, like, why not have, why not a, get the ones why not have a part in that, you know, <laughs> and help some of these smaller labels and smaller bands. Right. And sure. a lot of it was, was just Josh, uh, Josh Polk and and. and just kind of wanting to to help bands and 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 we and you said I mean, this is oh three this is oh three bounce so, bounce fest uh end of end of oh three kind of started bounce booking so is booking getting a little bit easier like you you've got yes and no we've got the internet you've at this internet. point yeah. myspace i think was just kind of maybe starting yeah, to to up. come into play sonic um, bids where you could email like yeah Bands, set lists. There's a lot of dot com yeah, shit happening. Kind of like yeah. this is what they sound like. You know, New Orleans. Uh, I think there was like a. It was a website where it was like you could post that you were a booking person, and so if you were going to go into that area, you would go to the and I have. I think it was like Nola DIY. Um, yeah. And so you could just put your name in the hat, and so okay, I'm in Baton Rouge. Let me contact these people, um, and so we were kind of on that list, and so. Um, a lot of the logistics was Josh. I wasn't necessarily, for me, it was just like, sure, I'm a part of Bounce Booking. But, you know, I would. Um, you did all the promotion. I did a lot of the promotion. Uh, I did a lot of, I took pictures at every show. Yeah, you did. Um, 
you know, and I just kind of, I helped the group survive. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Bounce was 2003 to 2000, maybe early 2006, I'm going to say. Um, so. I thought it was longer than that, actually. We go through 2004 and things are picking up. We're having some good shows. We're promoting. Um, it's a lot of just, you know, the moon. Uh, Northgate. 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 The library became Northgate. Um, some of the guys that were in the Chime Street scene and, and um, they bought Northgate, so they had a vested interest in having local bands and improving yeah. the scene and things like that. So, um, it's a fun venue for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, the moon has, has had its glory, and then, but North, uh, Northgate had its glory as well because it was just more of a laid back the oh, pat the patio i mean the back patio was just amazing yeah. you know because you would have you'd walk into northgate and there would be like regular bar patrons having like a dance party you're right <laughs> and then you didn't have to pay the cover until you got to the porch right um but then after the show was over everybody would go into the dance party and just have a have good, good time, time you know so um so this goes on. We start to get some some bands, and a lot of them are just bands that Josh knew. Or, um, and so we have Bounce Fest 2004. And again, I'm 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 involved, but just kind of to a degree, I guess. And so 2004 happens. We do another Bounce Fest. It's like an all ages venue at Chance, uh, an all ages show at Chance's place. We do a show at the library, at Northgate, and then we do a show at the Moon. So, and they each kind of had, like, a, I guess a different theme of bands. So, um, so we do Bounce Fest 2004. Everything's going good, and I, I don't know when, uh, you know, Josh Polk decided to move to L.A. Um, to be in a band called Run, Run, Run. And so Josh left. Um, Sean McDaniel who was also he was part of bounce as well like he he kind of i guess just ducked out um when josh moved and yeah. so i'm like okay Keith becomes uh, so this is like now my baby you know and i uh, not being involved in a lot of the logistics of booking the bands and things like that i had to learn very quickly yeah. <laughs> um but it wasn't that hard um you know we're, we're on a list uh, you know i had uh a friend of mine at the time made me a website. So we had a legit website, um, you know, and so we're on the NOLA DIY and some other websites as far as, you know, contacting people for booking. And You say it's um, not that hard, but you're working a full-time job. At the time, it was part-time, which is how, <laughs> okay. I, could make, how I could make Bounce work. I was yeah. working uh, still at Lamar. I moved into a, a QC spot, QCing printed billboards. Um, and I worked three twelves. I worked seven a.m. to seven p.m. Yeah, that's easy schedule. And so sure. I had sometimes several days. And then when we did the rotation, I had a full week off. So it gave me time to do other things. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, man. But like, you're you're doing that pro bono. You're not. Yeah. You're not I making made, money I'm, at that. You're I like, I'm lost. Go home and do balance. Yeah. Now. I lost. Great. I we technically. I mean, we lost money through bounce. Absolutely, um, you did. You know, uh, I had very few bands. That had guarantees, yeah. Um, and the biggest guarantee was like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know. And um, do you want to play it? Yeah, and and it's you know uh, booking bigger acts um, on a Tuesday uh, when you know everybody kind of knows, especially with the service industry in Baton Rouge, 
people don't start coming out, at least back then, until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Um, you know, so having a show start at like 8, nobody's there. Yeah, it's undoable. And so, you know. Um, do it now, though. It, it, it just, it was hard to have a Tuesday show. No one's there except the local bands that are playing the show um, and a few other folks. And so I'm just trying to get the band's gas money to get to, to the get next, to their next location, yeah. you know. So I would hit up the ATM and give them like you know twenty, forty bucks, um, just to make it, you know. So now, so now your labor is free, and you're giving them gas money to get to the next show. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I did, uh, you know, we had a couple a couple bands that that came through. Um, uh, Crew Jones was one of them. Uh, I think Bailey, Justin Bailey, played a few shows with them, and they got along very well. And how did you um, interpret that though? Like, so you're not a musician, right? You just are a fan of of good music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in your head, you have to be internalizing like, "Hey, man, like I can get you a show. I can't guarantee you anything." You know, Kate. He's, yeah, Kate, myself. I'm going to go to the ATM and grab you some gas money. Yep. But yeah, so like. I'm just trying to internalize. I've done like, a little booking in my it? day too. <laughs> why did you do there's, it? Because there's I'm something in a band about that you booked. There's I mean, something about the satisfaction of for sure helping that dude out. Yeah, following through, and the show happens, and they for get sure, they're, but, they're able to go on to the but next. But both place. you and That's I enough. have been in bands that Kate has booked. Yeah, of course. And she never asked us for shit. Not a yeah. damn thing. Which the only was request, amazing. the only request we ever had with Bounce was that the local band's going to play first. Yes, because 100. if the local band plays. Well, I'm sorry. The local band pays last yeah. because <laughs> if the local band. That's the crowd. That's the crowd. People are coming to see. Around. They're coming to see the local band. And if the local band plays and then the touring band that is touring, that is there to make themselves known. Mm-hmm. Should play seconds to last. They're not getting the full crowd and are disappointed. Right. And that's not going to make them want to come back. No, definitely Correct. Not. And so that was our thing was we would make the local band. Yeah. Play last, and that was fine but then it was you know it was disgruntled because it was like well shit I gotta sure. go to work the there next was a couple day. Couple guys that were like, kind of mad about it or whatever, but yeah. But that was that was Bounce's only rule: yeah. local band plays last, um, you know, and it 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 worked because it definitely you know, worked. But I mean, you know, I, still, I didn't I didn't quite gather that right. So because you guys didn't ask for money, Bounce never asked us for it, for shit when I played in a band, and Bounce booked us. It was like. Yeah, man, we're not asking for I mean, shit. The only thing I would have heard, like, out can you huge. can you help promote your own 100%. show? 100%. Like, I've been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we, That's you know, at it. this point, there's... Well, that was um, the clutch thing about Bounce was, like, they, yeah. they did it for you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I promoted at the, with flyers, going to the venues. I mean, I this wasn't... This is my thank you, by the way. I Kate. wasn't a big <laughs> fan of flyering cars, but I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bet that was But, like, going to venues, you know, especially if the show was, like, two days before... I just go throw flyers on tables and bars and stuff like that. And then with the website, like, MySpace kind of starts to come up, come about. Yeah. Uh, there was also a local ba- a local website that the uh, Northgate guys, it was Baton Rouge Rocks. Yeah, um, I remember that. I was going to bring up Baton Rouge Rocks, yeah. And I loved that because it was... It was any band. It wasn't just like punk rock or right. emo yeah, or you know, just rock and roll. I hate, Z I too. hate, I still hate like labeling bands because yeah, yeah. at this point, I don't know what the hell it is. Like, what is post punk? Like, what? It, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> it's rock and roll. Like, if it makes you move and it makes you boogie yep. or tap your foot or sway from side to side, <laughs> it makes like, you, boogie. you know, 
Um, I like it. So, you know, just going through promotion and, like, Baton Rouge Rocks was good because it was people that weren't just listening to the music that I was listening right. to. It was other people, you know, and um, they had a, you know, fairly big following and were just posting. I think they even had, like, a, you know, a thread for, like, if you want to be in a band, like, here's this thread. Oh, yeah. Um, there was, like, a, a chat thing. So, there. yeah, I mean, and to me, as a promoter, that's your job. Like, you're well, job per se, but like, yeah, your you free know, job. That, that's what I'm there to do. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it because for me and the, and the intimacy of these shows that we're going to is it's not these big production bands. Like you are sometimes on the same level as the band that's playing that's right. and there is an intimacy and there is a, just a, I'm just like you type of mentality. And for me, it was meeting Having never been outside, you know, never lived outside of Louisiana, it was a chance for me to meet cool people just like me that lived in other places. And at the end of the day, they just want to drink beer and listen to good music, you know, just like you. And so for me, that's that's what it became, you know, and I was meeting some amazing people. You know, I mean, we booked several bands from like L.A., um, you know, that were that were touring through and like, you know. Um, well, I didn't, you know, we had a few shows that got some, you know, maybe not so savory reviews, but, you know, even in, in Running Dog uh, Productions with Ned, like, you know, uh, the sound guy at the time, the moon, uh, not to mention, you know, just who was running the moon at the time, like the sound was just terrible. And like, I mean, Death Cab wrote some shitty reviews when they played hmm. um, because it just sounded so bad, you know? Yeah, um, because so, the venue, but not yeah, because of you guys. Yeah, and it are, wasn't, you know, well, the venues, the moon, it's a struggle in Baton Rouge because we're not New Orleans. Right. Um, but we could be. And we all know this, that a touring band is either going to go to New Orleans, they're going to skip Louisiana completely. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Or half of them go to New Orleans just to party on their off day. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And that has, been a, that has been a thing since I can remember. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and, and there's been spurts where some, some, some big bands come through and, I mean, they'll, they'll play Lafayette or, yeah. you know, they come through Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge has always struggled to have. Oh, man, Smashing Pumpkins played Lafayette. They have these venues in Baton Rouge back then, and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's still prevalent now of we can't compete with New Orleans. We don't have these large venues. Like, I mean, before COVID. Did you dive into that, by the way, well, like, when you're doing your booking? So, like, Smashing Pumpkins played New Orleans, and they played Lafayette, and I don't know if you're, we're the same age. So, why did you skip Baton Rouge, man? Yeah. Um, it's, it's because of these business deals. Like, it's all about the beer, right? It's yeah. all about the liquor. It's all yeah, about yeah. these licenses, which oh, is yeah. crazy to me that, you, that you'll that you grab, like, the country star of yada yada, but you'll skip on. Yeah. Pumpkins could have brought a crew. But, I mean, think about the mid to late 90s. Think about the venues in Baton Rouge. Like, it was dude, just. The riverfront could have yeah. held okay. all of the pumpkins. Right. Yeah, but there's so much red tape, you know. That's and it. I mean, it's just red it. tape and, and, you know, I mean. It's frustrating I like, when you're trying to I like somebody. the nitty gritty. Like shows, yeah. I like these hole in the wall places. But we could get the biggins if but, we yeah. stop the red tape bullshit. But it's just you know, and um, 
for Bounce, it just, it wasn't, these were not big bands. These were small bands that Correct. nobody had ever heard of. Correct. You know, but part of my promotion, especially once I had the website, was putting a little blurb about who this band is. Right. And here's a, that, here's a song. Go listen to it and check it out. And that might encourage you to come out to the show. You introduced me to Guff. By the way, yeah, so, and that was one of your oh guff, yeah, yeah, that was one of our big time bookings. Of, oh yeah, of well that bookings. guff guff kind of started. I think guff pretty much came into play before. So um, I didn't know about them until you had them. Yeah, they're from Atlanta. Yeah, they're from Athens. Right. Athens. Um, so guff became, I, I believe that the Kenmores either went on tour with them for a few shows, maybe not the whole length of the tour. Um, but Nick Battaglia ended up meeting the guys from Guff. I, I don't know the full story, um, so I'm not even going to attempt that. But somehow the Kenmores and Guff became friends. They did like a small tour, um, and that introduced the Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana connection. Right. Um, which is a good one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Athens is uh, an amazing town. Uh, you know, Shane Emery and his wife Casey live there now, um, and uh, and they met they met those people. The reason they moved there was because they had met a group of people, and a lot of it was the Guff guys, and then their families and like yeah. other friends and stuff like that. So that was always kind of prevalent. And the guys in Guff were like super, just super cool. Um, you know, I think we booked them three shows. Actually, we just booked two. It was one at All Ages Venue, one at the Moon, and then they played in Lafayette, and everybody went to Lafayette mm-hmm. the next day. So that connection was was awesome, and the guys are just badass, you know. Yeah. Uh, still are. Um, I mean, they're kind of car bomby now, but yeah. Nah, car, car bombs. Yeah, they're they're done too, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like they're just, you know, they, they're full of us, man. They're full of antics and and yeah. And even if you don't like the music, you're gonna like them. We said that last yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like they're a bunch of guys that like you just you gravitate to. They're yeah, so good. And it again at the end of the day, it's people just like you. Like they have jobs. Yeah, for sure. Where they come from, yeah. at least most of them do. Especially some of these smaller bands, they're coming from where they've had to take off work, whether they work in a restaurant or work in a corporate job or work wherever. They're like, hey, I need to take off for a couple of, uh, you know, months for tour. Um, these are people just like me. And, like, that's what I enjoyed about it was meeting people from everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, so Bounce continues to grow. And, um, again, it's, it, it's not a lot of big bands, but I had fun at these shows. You know, we, were, we would always try to mold a local band that kind of sounded like them just to you know, bring in the group. But then I had every now and then I would just flip it up and try something different, you know? Um, yeah. So you had, you had, uh, this crazy part is like, not only are you booking these shows, but you're going to the shows because of all the extra energy you had. Yeah. Right. So you're like, man, I've done enough for these fuckers. And now I'm going to, I'm actually going to go to their show. For sure. Every yeah. show that you, you booked, it seems like you were there. There was one. She, she was there for I, yeah. the show she did um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so, but, um, you, but you understood, like, yep. the, the hand, the 52 cards of, of, of whatever you had, and you could play them like, oh, I, I'm going to put this guy with this guy and this guy with this guy. Yeah. Because, man, Nofuego came on board, and we were not, we were not Skullnecks. We're not Justin Bailey. We're not any of those guys. And Kate booked us with the right bands, mm-hmm. man. Like, she was to bomb for that. 
Yeah. And it, 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 you know, <laughs> I've known promoters, you know, and some of the promoters, you know, work at the bars, but I, I've, I've known promoters either in the rave scene or in the music scene that, um, don't participate in the shows or they'll go for a little while. And that was never something I always wanted. I'm, I'm booking this. Why would I not want to partake in it? You know, I, I'm going to tired of it. Yeah. Like I'm going to be at the show anyway, <laughs> yeah, but it was like, and you're singing along. That's what's that's, amazing that's to me. Thing. It's like, yeah. you weren't tired yet. Like yeah. a chef, a chef eats their own food and they're like, okay, it's good. Send it out. Yeah. But, but they don't go dine at that restaurant. <laughs> and you did. You're yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to go sit yeah. in the dining I missed, room and I'm going to I missed eat. one show um, because I had the flu. But. Unexcusable. That day, I was invited by Adam Planche, who worked at KLSU at the time. I was invited to KLSU. I that guy. So I did the KLSU show and then went home and I was like, I feel like ass. <laughs> and I went to Northgate. Made sure the bands were settled, that all the bands showed up. It was you're good. You're was, good. Uh, you're good. Yeah, it was uh, one local band and then uh, like a touring one, maybe one or two. No, I think it was just one touring band. Um, and went went to Northgate, talked to uh, you know Sam Torito, who was uh, you know working at the time at Northgate, one of the co-owners. Yeah, bye, um, bye, Sam. And just said, look, man, I, like I, I can't be here. I'm sick. I was like, just you know, here I took one of the guys from the touring band i was like here's here's your contact i was like i can't be here like i don't want to like give my germs and i also just feel like shit um but that that is legitimately the only show that i ever promoted as bounce booking that could did not go i mean that was just do you remember the show uh it was imtv flashlights and so there were three bands uh, I've got the flyer somewhere. It's in the box. Um, yeah, it's, it's, in, the box. it's in the box. It's in the box. Um, so, you know, Bounce continues. We've, we've got a good Bounce Fest in, uh, you know, 2004. Um, 2005 rolls along and, and still booking shows. I had a couple of, like, repeat um, bands come through. Um, then um, shows started to become, at the time... I'm going to say this is maybe late 2004, early 2005. I was in a musical rut. Hmm. I was booking bands and I was like, this sounds exactly like the band that I booked last month. Or (laughs) this band's trying to sound like this band. And like me, I I just went into this rut of music that just wasn't, it wasn't appealing to me. Like it wasn't like, yeah, I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Maybe uh, you know, break. yeah, and I, I was working a part time job. I had all this extra time to do things. I'm not making money doing it. Right. Um, I still loved it, but I just wasn't as passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, shows kind of became a, a few less um, and less, and uh. Working at Lamar, I was offered a nine-to-five job, and so that pretty much killed any t- extra time that I had to do yeah. other extracurricular activities. It sealed your fate. You know, and so I just kind of, I didn't really announce, like, hey, I'm done. Um, but I just kind of, I think I just had a show and was like, all right, 
this is it. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. And I got calls for things and stuff like that. And I was just like, I sent them to like other. I sent them to other places. Or I was like, hey, here's New Orleans. Or but then. I'm trying to keep it in Baton Rouge, but then, then I would just say, you know, because at the time Aaron Scruggs is doing stuff at the moon, and I'm like, hey, contact Scruggs directly. Like, he's the promoter, but he works at the moon, too. Like, mm-hmm. contact him. Um, and so I just kind of ducked out of it and got a so move to... You were awesome at it, man. Thank you, thank I, you. I wish yeah. you would have, like, dumped it on, my, on me or anybody else. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Fun. I need help. Please I know. help. Yeah, and it was... <laughs> and we would have... And again, it was, you know, I think for me, like, I, you know, and several times throughout my life, I've gotten into these ruts of stuff I'm listening to, you know, and just being inspired or, you know, being what drives you emotionally. Mm. And I think just from doing that and, you know, it was also frustrating because I'm booking these bands. It's like a Tuesday or a Wednesday and nobody's coming out and it's frustrating, you know, and then it was like, I think. I think the most amount of cover I had was a $7 cover. And people would be like, oh, I can't afford that. Like, can you get me in for free? And I'm like, no. It's $7. That's the cost of what? Two beers? Just don't drink two beers. Like, you know, I get it. Like, I understand. But at the same time, like, you're going to watch a band that needs gas money to go go home or get to the next show. And and the fact that you got them to come there and... Basically convincing Stop. them, come on through. And we're gonna, it's it's going to be okay. Yeah, right. and, and it's disappointing to like you can't put seven dollars on it. Book a band and there's like eight people. It's yeah, it's that's the worst. It's hard because you you want, but that's Baton Rouge. Like, <laughs> did bounce go long enough for you to book at uh, here today? Gone tomorrow? No. Yeah, I didn't. I never booked there. Um, yeah. That was hard. Yeah, I worked. Um, <laughs> I did. I worked. Uh, I worked. Did some of that. Yeah, I worked with a. I did a few shows in Lafayette. Um, my friend Alan from uh, Victim of Modern Age. Um, there was like a Lafayette scene uh, that we kind of became friends with those guys and um, some other bands. Um, and so you know, I you know had a show in Baton Rouge, and there would be a show in Lafayette, and uh, most of the time I'd go to those shows. But just you know, I would pass them off to Alan or somebody in Lafayette, but. Yeah. Um, maybe like four or five of those, but, um, yeah, it just kind of started to like weigh on me. And then I was working, you know, I had a nine to five job that was a little, uh, you know, <laughs> Lamar started uh, digital displays, um, <laughs> that I kind of helped birth, oh. if you will. Um, and so having a nine to five job with something that I was, they, you know, Lamar didn't have digital displays then for advertising. And so they were like, we don't know what your job title is going to be. And it morphed into what it became. Um, And so that was, you know, challenging um, going from, you know, part time to nine to five. And I'm at the corporate office. So, you know, um, but, you know, thankfully I was blessed with good bosses and, um, you know, I'm not doing the same thing every day. And so, um, you know. Yeah, your job's going well. You don't really have time to do the, the other thing. And there was just this point where music started becoming stagnant. Like, it definitely did. You know, I think, I think it was, you know, actual, you know, emo, the fashion statement starts coming in. Yeah. And you've got all these bands. And I booked a couple of those bands. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, your hair is way better than mine. <laughs> 
and it just, you know, uh, it just, that wasn't necessarily <laughs> for me. And like, then that, you know, that whole emo fashion statement of shit came out and like, I just, that wasn't, that just wasn't for me. Um, I like still oh six oh seven oh eight sure. somewhere around there. I no. still have a big problem with emo nights. Oh yeah. Because I went to one. You went to the Chelsea's. No. Isn't it, it was, like My Chemical Romance and yeah, shit like that? Yeah, it's emo. The fashion yeah, statement. So it's not emo. It's, it's not it's the not one the song that I heard was night. a Jimmy Eat World song, and I yeah. was like, oh. Fuck yeah. Um, but emo night is emo. The fashion statement. Yeah. And like the kids that go there, are not my age. It's that group of kids that grew up yeah, on like sure. the MTV, the yeah, yeah. you know, and I mean, I grew up on MTV, but I grew up on like good thing. MTV yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the way that I consider it. You George know, George Michael and shit. Is, is there a, is there a band that you booked that like, cause as a booking person, you have to be pretty tolerant of whatever. So mm-hmm. is there a band that you kind of latched on to? Like, like, man, this band was fucking great. And, like, I would love to book them over and over and oh. over again. Oh, okay. Oh, what was... Um... You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Guff was, was a go-to for Kate. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. whenever they... Guff like, played... Kate, yeah, Guff, Guff played... If, if Guff uh, came yeah. through town, I was like, Kate's got a hand in this. Somehow, yeah. some way, she's got yeah. a hand in this. She, and I mean, she yeah. booked uh, Buck, a swashbuckler with, like, a No Idea band at one point. Yeah. No, yeah, so yeah. she understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she knew what's going I mean, on. I just, yeah. I mean, for me, it was molding, you know, molding a local band. That, to be honest, I was like, the local band will probably like this band. Yeah. Like, even if they're playing with them, that's a bonus. But hey, these kids will like this band. Yeah. Cool. So that was your job at Balance Booking that you did for free for no money at all, and actually, actually came out of pocket for it. But bands that Kate was into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like well, Kate was into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd book you guys for free and pay you all the um, I mean, that's a <laughs> that is not an easy answer. Yeah, um, at least for from the bounce era, there was a band called The Forecast that I think I know that band actually actually they had had a show fall through, and they knew one of the bands that I was booking and was like, "Hey, we've got a band." Um, and, and the forecast came through. I think I had like five bands that night, which was crazy to me. That's a lot. Um, but um, they were female fronted. Yeah. Super cool people. They were just so stoked to just be added to a show. And they knew one of the other bands. So they were like hanging out with their buds. Um, they probably sold more merch that night than the other bands. <laughs> and they, I think at the time they just had like an EP and like maybe one full length. Wow. Um, I don't know. I just dug their sound. They were, they were new and refreshing. And who doesn't like a female fronted for sure band? You know, I'm in. I'm, in. I'm already in. And you just and caught it, them the one time, or was it? Yeah, a repeat? it was just oh, that literally? one time. And like, I tried, like, but you, liked I tried them. to get them. Um, yeah, I, I liked them. Uh, Crew Jones came through, and the, the Justin Bailey kids liked them, and they became friends. Um, you know, they came through like two or three times. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, so, but you had you had an opportunity to book bands that you liked. I did, and I—I I mean, I passed on several bands, you know, like. But I was just like, you know, and I started to like pick and choose. But by the time bounce ended, I didn't really—I wasn't picking and choosing. I was just like, okay, here's what I have, and sh- shows became few and far between. Sure. Um, because I was just like, yeah, I don't really like this band, or 
<laughs> you can call the moon or call Lafayette or call New Orleans. Exactly. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just it, it was stuff. And again, I was going through a musical sure. rut, if you will, yeah. um, of just kind of being like, Ugh, I don't like any of this crap. Well, would you do it again? Well, she did. I mean, we actually did the Exploding Godheads thing, and Kate was booking there. Yeah. Uh, that didn't... I, Exploding Godheads started out where it was supposed to be a round robin of musicians. Right. And I don't... I think there was only, like, one... One... There was only one, one event. Yeah. There was only, like, was one event. one weekend. You know? I mean... I remember it. Aaron Polk started a... It was Polk Presents. Yeah. And he would do, like... You know, I think one night it was like a Smashing Pumpkins yeah, night. Yeah, cover night. You know, yeah. and like there were several where we just had punk rock, punk rock nights, and it was, hey, musicians, show yeah, up. Yeah, we did that. We're just like, if you know the song, you jump on stage, you play mm-hmm. the instrument or whatever. It was like an Irish Kaylee. Yeah, like, and <laughs> it, it was exactly just. That. We actually practiced it. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, the venue started, well, at this point, it's. The moon. Yeah, they're dwindling. Um, That's all we had was the moon know, at so some point. So towards the end of Bounce, we started, and it's still kind of there now. It's just not promoted as such. Um, but we, it was a gas, food, and lodging fest. I remember mm. this. Yeah. So yes. every band is coming through to go to South by Southwest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, South Correct. by Southwest is very, di- it's very, idea. it's very different now. Yeah. Um, but but then, South yeah. by Southwest was literally showcases of bands on labels and i got invited to several but i'm not a huge festival person um and also that drive to austin sucks yeah (laughs) and so um we had like a meeting with some of the venues and some of the promoters and we kind of just tagged it as gas food and lodging fest because that's what they're doing on their way to austin or they're on their way out absolutely and to this day that is still something that's kind of it's not it's not a you know festival and it's not gas food GFL fest, um, <laughs> but it kind of put Baton Rouge in a place where oh these bands are driving through right on through yeah like mm-hmm. let's stop I mean I've seen a couple of bands they're like yeah we're on our way or we're on our way out um, yeah, and that's that's, that's cool mm-hmm. um, I saw uh, this band called Mom Jeans uh, <laughs> at the moon though I think they were on their way to. South by Southwest. Um, (laughs) And my friend John Gibby, who lived in New Orleans at the time, was like, hey, if anybody's in Baton Rouge, you should go see this band. I had never heard of them. (laughs) Um, And they were like, you know, this is like maybe like six or seven years ago um, when they're kind of got this like emo resurgence of some of those some of those bands that and the style of music kind of started to come back. And um, it was a fabulous show. And what was very odd about that show I did not know a single person at the moon that night. Whoa. It was a younger group of kids, but I didn't know a single person at the moon, which is very rare. That is definitely <laughs> rare. And so, so somebody just like hit you up on it, like go check this band out. Yeah, Gibby was like, Gibby was like, that I'm not involved yeah, in here. Gibby was like, hey, weird. like there, if anybody's in Baton Rouge, you should go see this band. And it was like a Wednesday or Thursday night, and I was well, like, people I know, and Corey Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so they were like, oh, you should check this band out. And I went and he's checked him out. There, and right? yeah. like, he's, he's and I mean, you know, I, 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 I mean, I would say that I'm a scene kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because in a way, uh, at least during that time, I feel like I helped 
the music community. You definitely did. You know, and and that's hard to do in Baton Rouge um, because it's we're all a very tight knit group of kids mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, adults. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when a band rolls through that we all know. I love the reunion aspect yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing. You know? Because um, we don't even talk to each other, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like we're, everybody's busy with, like, yeah. life and jobs we and kids. Other, and the, the good show comes you know, through. But uh, nobody yeah, can handle there. a hangover Mid-city the next morning. Mid-City Ballroom hosts a show that's the Kenmores and Heavy Metal yes, and that Justin show, Bailey. Like, I didn't you even, know you're going to see your friends I didn't there. talk to her <laughs> at all. Yeah. But like the mock, the mock Orange show. You know, the Mock Orange show at Chelsea's. Like, I mean, I saw you know uh, eric dills that i hadn't seen in like probably like 10 12 years you know and it was i love those types of shows because for me i can feel like it's almost like i can feel like a kid again even though the hangover doesn't make me feel like anytime that you one of your old friends has a band like let's talk about like aaron polk and ben michon and all that you know that whole aspect anytime they play a show like tonight yeah, yeah perhaps. I'm, ready, I'm ready for tonight. It's yeah. like I'm going there to go see my friend and go hang out. Yeah, like Aaron Polk. Um, mm-hmm. What's his band? Oh, Worms. Guys. Worms. Worms. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Just and I'm like Athens not long. Yeah, ago. like and and Shane and Casey went out yeah. and I think they stayed with Shane and Casey. They like, probably did. You know, seeing Aaron who was a punk rock drummer. So Aaron and I had a conversation. So at some point, I'm gonna say <laughs> this is gonna be good. Oh, let's see. <laughs> This was right post of my divorce. I guess the music I was listening to at the time, every, you know, again, going through this like rut of music. Mm-hmm. And Spotify is kind of like hitting at this point. So it's like, if you like this band, you'll like Check this, this band. Out. And I got on this heavier metal streak oh, shit. of music that it wasn't that I, you know, I wouldn't label myself an emo kid or a punk rock kid. Like, I just, that was what I liked at the time. Sure. And, like, I'm not exposed to other things. And it's, it wasn't what I liked. I liked doing this and I liked doing that. Mm-hmm. I never, I never gave metal a chance. Yeah. Because I was so, like, I guess one-sided. And so, so with like, Spotify, yeah, this is like you know, sword? so there's a band called Pelican that had played at uh, the Spanish Moon many, many years ago. Fully instrumental. But kind of on the heavier side, and they were like, "If you like, if you like Pelican, you'll like Russian Circles." Still to this day, I mean, I, and I've probably seen them like four or five times in the last few, like seven years. Um, phenomenal, <laughs> and they're a three-piece band. I have a weird affinity for three-piece bands, yeah. um, and I, they're still like, I, you know, just driving here today like two songs came up and i like literally crank it up and it's no lyrics it's just and it's it's i don't know it just it hits you down in your soul and but like you know i got into like just heavier stuff like converge um i went to a mashuga concert which is like swedish metal yeah it was fucking fantastic it was just i i don't know if i just got caught up in like certain just aspects of my life but it was like why am i not why have i not given all this other music a chance. 
Yeah, you know, like you're you're talking about Aaron Polk going in the worms or whatever. I mean, dude, I listen to Worms when I'm cooking breakfast in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, Holy shit. I, I I like that band. Yeah, like, and it's I mean, that's yeah, a very it's, it's, different. It's a different thing than what I'm used to and what yeah. I grew up with. But I mean, man, they are good. There's a there's a different situation out there. But I mean, Aaron Polk so and I got chance. into a conversation. I guess after Worms had played the ballroom. He's such a uh, jerk. And, uh, <laughs> Here we go. So it it it. We had a conversation about how we were both getting into heavier stuff, and like we just, yeah. it just wasn't on our radar when we right. were younger. Like, I, and I don't, I don't know why. I, I think it was just. It's not like you talk shit about it. You just weren't there. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't. You know, yeah. I don't like thrash metal. Like, yeah. there's plenty of metal that I don't like. Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of it that you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And you know, uh, post divorce, you know. Divorce is challenging enough of as it course. is, and then I'm trying to like, what are my hobbies? And I'm like, eh, going to shows are my hobby. Yeah, um, it's an expensive hobby. <laughs> um, so 2017, I was like, I'm gonna vow to go to as many shows as possible. Yeah, ah. I was like, what else am I doing on a Monday night? Watching TV, yeah. like, and a lot of these, some of them were bands that I had never heard of, right? Or I'd listened to and never seen, or didn't know much about. Um, and I went to, I think it was like 36 shows that year. Holy shit. Um, you know, I got to see, that's I like, got to see quicksand once a week. Yeah. I got to see quicksand for the first time. I saw Soundgarden seven, like 13, 17 days before Chris Cornell died. Um, and I had never seen Soundgarden before and they played, wow. they weirdly played with like Dillinger escape plan, which the people that were there to see Soundgarden were like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there were like maybe three people in the crowd that were stoked to see Dillinger. And I was one of them. <laughs> yes. um, so that was very, Circus music. I mean, it was like a lot of like older, I say older people. I'm 45. I'm not scared <laughs> to admit that. I don't, I feel like I, I still act I like a, shit, I feel like I act, still act like a, you know, 35, yeah. young 30-ish year old. So when I say, like, older people... I at least act like a 40-year-old. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, I don't... I still dress like a teenager. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, Do you? And so I feel like there were a lot of older people at the Soundgarden show. Yeah, of course. Um, and then Dillinger is, you know, eclectic in themselves. And um, people were just like... I, people had their fingers in their ears. Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, I had a I had a fucking blast. Did you enjoy yourself at that show? You know, I had a blast. I love the idea of she said people had fingers right, in their ears. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I just love that idea. When like God. people were like people had rushed to the front to get to see Soundgarden, but Dillinger opens up and so, yeah, so I asked these people in front of me, I was like, Can I get in front of you? They were like, Yeah, just for this band. I'm like, That's just fine. For this band. So I was up right, off. you know, I was up at the barricades because these people had no idea who Dillinger was. <laughs> Nor did they necessarily care, care for Dylan. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I went, that was my year to go to as many shows as possible, you know. Um, yeah, I you remember seeing a lot of photos yeah. uh, at some point you know, of your, and I mean, uh, your career there. I lost, so when I lost a hard drive that had all my bounce booking photos. Oh, no. Are you kidding so, me? yeah, I lost a lot of that shit, including some other shit. So like State Street shows that you would go to, like at Nick's house, an apartment? Yep. All those oh, pictures? Boy. Yep. Because you know what I'm getting at, right? I mm-hmm. mean, I just... Mother- I'm on that mix. <laughs> like, it, it was... I mean, I lost some, some you know, um, 
through my ex-husband. Like we would uh, do Voodoo Fest. Um, yeah. he, he owned a music magazine, an online music magazine, and he introduced me when we got together. He introduced me to a lot of music that wasn't on my radar. Mm. You know, there's a band called Clutch. Um, yeah. Wow. I had heard of Clutch. See you later, he was a he was a Aaron huge Polk fan too. of Clutch. Big, big and like I have seen Clutch more times than any other band. Um, so also through him, I he was originally from Richmond. Yep. Um, and the lead singer of Gore, Dave Brocky, was also from Richmond. Um, so through that and through some funding uh, by some other folks, um, there was a video shoot in New Orleans for. The song A Flock by Gore. Nice. I I knew who Gore was. Oh, Kate. Didn't know, like... You're killing me, Smalls. You know. Um, and this was three of the funnest days of my life. Um, we had a decent budget for a video. Um, it was shot in the House of Shock. Um... <laughs> In New Orleans, yeah, and it was just it was just fun. And then the Sunday night after we're doing a production, um, they play in New Orleans at the House of Blues, and I mean we're all dead tired at this point. And it was just uh, so that was an experience to be able to shoot a gore video. Um, <laughs> that is not something I ever thought I would say, but it was amazing and awesome. So how do you feel about? Where we're at now. Yeah, let's talk about present day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot of stuff you may not even know is coming about. I mean, um, you still go to shows, right, Kate? Yeah, not as often. I okay. mean, uh, you know, cost of shows these days, especially after COVID. Sure. And I get it. Bands couldn't tour for, you know, right. two plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got, like, stuff like uh, like Travis Mason and the Bricklayers. He's okay. doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. You've, and you're about to see... I think there's about to be like I wouldn't say explosion, but like there's going to be a, a resurgence, re- a resurgence, yeah, of stuff coming about. Like Bailey's talking about doing stuff again. The problem is like where do you where do you play? And more where do you play? You know, we've got Chelsea's now. Mm-hmm. Mid City. The Moon's gone. We got Mid City Ballroom, but at the end of the day, like at least for me, <laughs> you know, I mean. Back in the day, I could go to the Bayou or the Library or Northgate or the Moon. Or even Red Star sometimes. Yep. Even if I didn't know the band. Right. Maybe a $10 cover. Sure. What right. if it's seven? And you could go check out the band. Yeah. You weren't inhibited to paying or 20 something, 30 something dollars. They even have the pre purchase of fucking Yeah. Ticket. And, and, I mean, you know, you would get, you know, if it was a sold out show at the moon, sometimes you could get snuck in. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was, it was just a, you know, Baton Rouge changed completely. It was more accessible. After Katrina. Yeah. I mean, I moved to Baton Rouge because it still had a big city, but still a small city small vibe. City feel, yeah. And then Katrina happened, and it was just insane. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always these ebbs and flows in Baton Rouge, sure. you know. So um, would you go to shows now? I don't. Um right. Unless it's. A friend or something. A friend yeah. or something, yeah. or a touring band. You know, Sparta's coming through town. That's insane. I didn't really know. I didn't really know too much about Pup and Joyce Manor. I knew who Joyce Manor was, yeah. but you know, Scoops and Savea liked the band Pup, and like, 
we ended up going. And Pump I, is a fest band. I, I had a good time, <laughs> you know. Um, Heavy Mansell. Like, yeah, you and, like, you and I went to the Kenmore show, and Ross was there. Yeah. And we all saw the Kenmores. We all saw Heavy Mansell. We all saw all these bands that played. Just so Heavy Bailey. Yeah, Bailey's still. And I love, I mean, I love that because it just takes me back to my people and my youth. Like, yeah. You but know, the, but the new um, stuff coming out, like yeah, like I mean, the I just the, and the, oh, I love, the yeah, crew. I mean, yeah, of course, you know, Audrey Seymour, yeah, 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 like there's a lot of stuff coming out now. I think the the opportunities to see them are l- fewer and far between than they were years ago. Right, I'm older now. Um, I have a hard time, like. Just going out and being like, eh, I'm just going to be here for a couple hours. And then, yeah. And then being like, I'm calling it. Like, if I'm going to go, I want to go. Like, um, you know, I. There's a few venues that'll put some uh, local acts on on the weekend. Yeah. There's a few. But majority of the time, if there's a tour through, it's always a Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. And it's hard to make that shit. And I mean, you know, right before COVID, Baton Rouge was, in my opinion, somewhat okay. The Varsity was putting on some bigger shows. Getting mm. I mean, I saw several. I, I, I saw Clutch sure. of the Varsity. For sure. Whoa. Um, I saw Baroness of the Varsity. Yep. Wow. Um, you know, and the Varsity Ghost? was kind of Ghost played oh, that's there. Right. Ghost um, I mean, I saw, like, several, you know, Helmet played there. Like, I wow. saw several big shows of the Varsity. Yeah. COVID, when, you know, COVID hit, the Varsity does not. I don't, they book local stuff and stuff and LSU stuff but they don't really book shows but then you know we've got Chelsea's now and Chelsea's yeah. is definitely helping because it's a badass venue mm-hmm. sound is good yes. Scruggs and them did a, an amazing job it's a beautiful place at making it for the musicians yeah. and green rooms and everything yeah like that that is awesome if we could get two or three more of those in Baton Rouge yeah, it'd be great we'd be alright you know and I'm not opposed like even some all ages shows, like I'm not yeah. opposed to that. Mid City is that. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I like Mid City Ballroom. That's a great. You place. know, Fogel's done a good job Sounds with good that. Over there. And even you know, Scruggs was doing booking at Mid City Ballroom, yeah. and then he went to Chelsea's. Yeah. And but you know, Fogel's doing a good job, and it's also an opportunity for some smaller bands that that can't maybe get to Chelsea's yet. You right. know, and and Mid City Ballroom's cool. I love Mid City Ballroom. You can bring your own beer. Yep. Uh, I've seen some amazing bands there. Yep. And, I mean, I'm stoked for the young kids coming up. Like, you know, I don't hear about them because I'm older. and like, But I'm stoked for them to be playing and, you know, experiencing it for their themselves, you know. Um, it's just uh, it's just different times. And, and Baton Rouge will always struggle to. There's a Baton Rouge band out right now called Titus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Titus right? opened up for Mock Orange. Right. Yeah. And they were they were and, badass. And, and yeah, they yeah. they sound really cool, but I haven't even seen any promotion come across my yeah. social media shit at all. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I guess I think it's just a lot of you know, there are no there's local bars, but the, you know, old. besides like Phil Brady's, <laughs> but like uh, we don't have the Bayou or the Moon or the Library that was a bar slash music right. venue. It's you, either a bar. I've, I've heard places you, we're aware of anyway. I've yeah. heard you're about to get the library back, by the way. Oh, that would be nice. Is that right? It sucks yeah. to. So, Chime Street is very disappointing. 
I mean, yeah, Highland Highland Coffees is the only thing, and they had to fight to stay there. <laughs> yeah, it's not because, the seedy I mean, spot we grew up in. God, yeah. like Chime Street. I mean, just LSU campus in general. Times yeah. Square. You know, I mean, I had friends that lived on Vicaro and Leeway. Sure. Yeah. And Violet. we would just hang out and walk to, to Chime Street. Sure. And, like, that's all, like, condos. And I get it. It's LSU. Like, yeah. we win a championship, it's and here's all the money, you know. Um, it's just, you know. The growth of Baton Rouge has just curbed some level of, you know. Yeah. There's no underground. And it's, you know, I'll, we won't get back those times, right. you know. And, you and I'm fine. I'm you fine might, with that. Man, you might. I'm fine uh, with that no, because those that those were those were just electric times for me. It made me who I am, and you know. At this point, it's like I still enjoy a show. Yeah. You know, I will still go off at a show. You will still see me <laughs> in the front at a show. For sure. Um, or even maybe even jump on the stage. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes that's warranted. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the the intimacy of some of those shows, I feel. Yeah, I do miss the. Uh, is gone. The, the, you know? You know, the Ichabods and. Those Shit, I forgot about right Ichabod's. Here. So, Library, then Ichabod's, yep. then, then Northgate. Northgate. Then Northgate Shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, Ichabod's is whenever Swashbuckler was playing. I mean, I went, we would, this was, I wasn't, I didn't start going to the Bayou till I, could, till I was 21. Really? And But back then, you could, if the bathrooms were full at the library, <laughs> you go the they would let door. you in yeah, at the yeah, Bayou. Yeah, yeah. You could drink on Chime Street. Yeah. Um, Definitely, but like and, Mike, you know, Mike Watt and Bones and Liquid. Oh yeah, like all that. Yeah, yeah like, and so yeah. um, a friend of mine, Bennett, was doing. Um, it was called Red Stick Punkumentary. I have no idea whatever happened to oh, it. Oh yeah, I, um, I did watch. I well, I but read it, it was they were capturing photos and footage of Chime Street before my day, which yeah, I sure. would say like started in like you and I were ninety six, like, but they were like ninety three. Yeah, like yeah. and and I, it's awesome to see. Yeah like footage of that stuff yeah. because I know Chime Street what it was for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hid behind the library door because of a shooting. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I just have crazy memories of Chime Street and Did just, you park down the alley at, at libraries? Is that what No, I always parked up the hill, which Fuck that. now you me can't too. do. I did have I, did I literally ducked in. I, me and a friend of mine were out and we ducked in to the bayou for like maybe an hour and a half. Parked up the hill, got back to my car. My entire front windshield was smashed. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? I, I was only in there for an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, Jesus I mean, Christ. it was just Chime Street. You know, it's it, it was, was rowdy, just, man. you know. It was cool as well, shit, though. Back in 96, we had, like, um, from Mike from Bones. Yeah, like, yeah. He was, he was pretty solid. Ezekiel Yeah, Brown. I mean, there was, there was a lot of, again, it, on the band, on the off nights on the band's that we you know ned and i weren't booking i was at there was a solid year and a half that i was at the bayou six days a week because bars weren't open on sundays (laughs) i was there six days a week wow i mean i it was there was just always something going on or i played pool or it yeah it and at you know i lived not far from there so it was just a hop skip and a jump um and so you know i think part of there's no, for Baton Rouge, like, downtown sucks. Oh, they were sorry. trying to do a good job. They brought in a team from, like, Austin 
to, I think, um, try to improve the downtown. And they were doing great for a while. And then it they built apartments and, like, and you know, and then it just turned into crap again. Yeah. But because I think most people, somebody told me this the other day, they're just like, most people from Baton Rouge don't go to downtown Baton Rouge. Gee, it's the why. people from like Port Allen right. or Lafayette that are coming in for like an evening they or heard whatever. There's a good restaurant sure. there. Yeah, or something. there's the one. You know, but I mean, you know, I just went to Blues Fest downtown, and and that was fun. Like we were just there. We walked around. Like you yeah. know, those small festivals, I'm okay with. Yeah. But what's the difference between Blues Fest and Live After Five for you? And live, I mean, I can't get. I I get off at five. Right. So by the time I get to downtown, it's in. like seven o'clock. Right. You Five know? after seven. Um, then you change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the best festival I ever went to in Baton Rouge. Nope. Oh well, in Baton Rouge. Oh, boy. oh that's hard to say. Greg, you changed the. Uh, yeah. I mean, so we stars, had. Sir. I mean, the Carlotta Street parties for Halloween. Halloween. Oh yeah, those things. I mean, God, those were just some of the best weekends. Those good times. Um. Even before, like maybe I don't the clean. There was a couple of clean sheets festivals that happened. Yeah, the um, Violet Street. Uh, and road, that yeah, road, Violet road Street. Party. Violet Street had a you know, but those are just you know those are small to me. That's like small. I mean, Carlotta Street was insane. Like oh, yeah, was good. Yeah, I mean that, that you know you, n- you never saw what, you never understood what you were gonna see <laughs> at Carlotta Street. But like those were you know where we're youthful. We were young and that's right. Things were fun a, and exciting. Probably wouldn't even attend nowadays. Like, eh, oh god, a new no. crew that can do it, man. <laughs> I mean, it was like people playing on their porches, yeah, like yeah. But they you know. Do that so today. like, at, like you know, uh, possibly. I mean, the only you know, my best they you know, Shane and Casey live in Athens, and um, they I think during COVID they did like a porch fest. Wow. Where small bands were doing um, shows on people's porches. And people stayed at a distance, sure, you know, like, cool. and I was like, that's cool. You yeah, know, like, still do that. um, Baton Rouge is so spread out. You got Denham, you got Gonzales, Prairieville, you it's got Baton Rouge, Port I mean, yeah. Port Allen, Baton Rouge is just, it's just, it lacks some structure yeah. that is needed to build a good music environment. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got Blues Fest, we've got. You know, there's some other festivals downtown, like Live After Five. Like, that's all cool, but, like. We need the Chime Street joint back. Yeah, you yeah, know. It, at it, least it, a couple videos. And, and to be honest, I don't, again, that's what I was saying. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, keep reliving the past. But at the same time, like, I'm that thankful. I'm thankful for those experiences. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like I had a part in a lot of that. We you talked know? about it on. Yeah, you did. We talked about it on all the earlier podcasts where they don't even cater anymore. So even if you wanted to go look at yeah. cover bands, they, you know, that's far and few between. As the well. catering and the, I mean, I I saw you know I was there for the Justin Bailey yeah. throwout. You know, yeah. I was I was there. You know, so was I. I was um, there. <laughs> and I was just like, "What's happening? What is happening?" They don't like your energy here. I just remember somebody jumping off the stage and going after a dude, and then they were just like shuffling everybody out yeah and i think i said like because i had my camera and i was like hey i'm the photographer and i guess i got like i just you got a pass for i that. don't know like <laughs> i think i just said it at the moment and i got to like stay, stay. in yeah. so i just stood in the back and shot. like in the dark in the shadows um i was 
I, at this point, I wasn't even taking photos because I was just like, what is what is actually happening? And it strange. wasn't until the next day that I got the full story. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, shit. It's very strange. I know. We need to close out this podcast. So yeah, look so at the box. box. The box. So Kate brought Wait, a I box. Wait, I got to tell my – so the craziest bounce booking show. So I had booked, I think, three bands. And Chance that had the all-ages venue was like, hey, I've got – Band to jump on. Oh no, it was his birthday, and he was like, "Hey, can can my local band, Torn Apart by Horses, play?" And I had a very th- he was more like a, you know, heavy uh, yeah. mosh pit dancing punching mm-hmm. type band um, at the time, and definitely not my scene. Um, but it was like his birthday show and I was like, cool. Like he knew, I mean, he was in the community, like he yeah. got it, you know? Um, I had booked a band, uh, Earl Greyhound, which was very like, kind of like slow and melodic and almost like, you know, had like a seventies type vibe. Wow. Um, I don't remember the other two, the two other bands. Like it just didn't mess really. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> so a couple of bands play and then, Torn Apart by Horses play. And Chance's girlfriend at the time, uh, you know, everybody's doing their mosh pit jump kick moves and all that shit. The, sp- the moon's small, especially the, the, fan, yeah. the fan area, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, again, having a weird eclectic mix of people there to see different bands... Um, it didn't uh it didn't end well. So Torn Apart by Horses is playing. People are punching kicking. Um one of the bartenders at the time <clears throat> um people were there was still I think another band to play and people were leaving because nobody wanted to be a part of the kicking and the yeah, punching. And, all this shit and it happening. was it was loud. Nobody wanted to be there. And people were literally, like, walking out the door. And I was like, shit, I still have another band to play. And then Scruggs made it where he couldn't take your beer outside. Fuck. And so, um, so, uh, I don't know if this happened. I don't recall if the last band even played, to be honest. (laughs) Damn, they just straight up called it. So, bartender ends up getting with girlfriend at the time. And um, she spits on him. He pushes her out the way. Not violently, but pushes her. Mm. She just spit on him. She may have deserved Um, it. (laughs) And so, like, five fights break out. One fight breaks out outside. Uh, Several fights are breaking out inside. One fight ends. Another one starts. It was just chaos. And the cops came and somebody had video footage because they were trying to be like, oh, like they instigated it, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, At this point, it's my bands are handled. My business is done. (laughs) I stay for a little while and I'm like, I got the hell out of there. Uh, The next morning, I had a friend at the moon and calls me and he's like, the moon is covered in flyers 
and it's like a frame by frame of bartender and girlfriend and this whole paragraph about how you shouldn't hit women like all this stuff and and you know um the moon was flyered with it some parts of chime street were flyered with it wow it went it went bad quickly um but then what i heard after the fact was that the cops reviewed the footage and was like yeah she spit on him like she just he just kind of he didn't like hit her yeah. or he just was like <laughs> and she was in his face a lot of it is hearsay i was there for some of it but like it just got out of hand quickly and so, you know, then there was this animosity between, like, you know, half the music scene because, you know, this hardcore dancing mm-hmm. shit came yeah, into yeah. play. And, yeah, like, yeah. you know, again, like, that's that's not my scene and that's not how it rolls. So, Wow. So did uh, Moon, Moon didn't catch shit about, like, that's the place where uh, people hit ladies at. Like, they didn't catch some grief about um, that. I don't <laughs> think so because, like, I think the cops were, like, it. We don't see anything. Yeah. You know, I, I think they took care of the fight separately, but some of the fights had already ended by the time they got there. That's good. I don't I don't remember. My my brain's fuzzy. Plus, I was just <laughs> like, once kind of things died down, I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't want any part of this, you know? Yeah, all the shit that I booked is done with. But it was crazy the next morning to get a call and being like, the entire moon is flyered yeah, with frame-by-frame frame photos. Somebody put like, in some work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's insane. All right, we got to stop because I got to yeah, pee. I understand that. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Hey, you guys, that was Kate uh, from Bounce Booking and everything else we just talked about and covered. Um, really great show. Again, answered most of everything I ever wanted to know about Kate and Bounce and the, the early days of the punk scene and stuff like that in Baton Rouge, the area. Um, yeah, yeah, had a great show. This is a good one, so y'all stick around for future shows, and uh, hey, we'll see y'all down, down the road. Down the road. Support local music. Mm-hmm.